Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. This is Anna in Indiana, and I'm here with... Denise. And we just thought that since you guys gave us so much great feedback, even after last week's podcast went out, that we would do another short podcast, um, very appropriate during this hiatus week where there's not that much else going on. It's taking forever. <laughs> We're almost at the end of the season. We just have to hold on a little bit longer. We'll finally find out all the mysteries of Lost. Yep. Although I did see someone say on Twitter earlier today that there's supposed to be a presidential press conference next Wednesday night. Yes. So make sure to check times so that nobody misses Lost next yeah. week. Yeah, the, the press conference is supposed to start at 8 o'clock Eastern time. So hopefully, hopefully fingers. it'll be over by the time Lost comes on. If not, there's going to be trouble. Okay, let's start with some blog comments. Um, I think we're just going to sort of read and discuss. So... Um, Go for it, Denise. Okay, um, the first one is from Angela, and she says, What if Miles acquired his gift as a child when adult Miles accidentally gets too close to baby Miles? This proximity causes an incident, which may have a tragic effect on the adult Miles, and leaves baby Miles able to hear the dead. This would also explain why Pierre was so frightened when the two rabbits got close together. Hmm, I really like this theory because it kind of explains, like, why is Miles so different? from everyone else. Um, the thing we don't know is, um, does Pierre Chang know about the effects that these two, um, two of the same people or animals traveling through time have in such close proximity? Does he know this because of Miles and Miles, or does he know this because of Rabbit and Rabbit? Like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? That'd be really neat if he found it out because of Miles and Miles, and then he uses that later, like, when he's doing all the testing with the bunnies, uh-huh. and that you know would kind of turn it on our turn it on its end from what we originally thought that he knew about that because of the bunnies possibly, but maybe he learned because of Miles. Yeah, and it makes me wonder how close do they have to be that it's too close? Right, because we were just watching the Comic Con video from two thousand seven right before we started um, recording this because you hadn't seen it yet, mm-hmm. and they're in the same room, like they're pretty close and. Pierre Chang seems very freaked out about it. Yeah, I wonder if they have to actually touch. Yeah, that's a good question. And it raises other questions like Walt. Walt had a power, supposedly, but did he ever see or get near a younger version of himself? How would he acquire that sort of power if he didn't have that same kind of experience? Is it something different entirely? Or or what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if um, Charlotte and Daniel have powers, too. Yeah, it does make you wonder. I I mean, Daniel's ridiculously smart, but I wonder if part of that (laughs) has to do with, you know, maybe that's his island power, being a super genius. You know? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that and wearing the tie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, we have some comments from Claytronics. He wrote on the blog um, that maybe the what lies in the shadow of the statue crowd represents a more spiritually reformed Dharma initiative attuned to some of the more spiritual beliefs that the original Dharma initiative held when coming to the island. So I think the idea there is that the first time the Dharma initiative came to the island, 
they they weren't in tune with the spiritual things. They ignored mm-hmm. it, and they ignored it at their own peril. So Claytronics goes on to say that Dharma means the one true way. So when taken seriously, the Dharma initiative could be viewed as a sect of religious zealots isolating themselves on this island to be able to live as they believe they should. Now, I don't know if this means um, that they've become believers in the island and that's the thing they want to isolate themselves for. Because otherwise, why would they come there in the first place if they weren't aware of all the spiritual um, things taking place on the island? I don't really have a good answer to that, but I really like where that could possibly lead, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you, are they a religion or a cult? Um, both. I mean, I was learning in sociology yesterday that a cult is a part of a religion, so maybe they're just kind of like the ones concentrated on that little belief set. Mm-hmm. So do you think they know about Jacob? I don't think that they do. But I wonder if the new Dharma knows, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. somehow they found out and if they did know, maybe that, and they're coming back because they're the more in tune ones, that would really fit in with our idea that maybe the big metal box has Jacob's remains in it. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Of course, we're assuming that they are the Dharma Initiative. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're all basing everything on that, but it seems at least somewhat likely. Mm Mm-hmm. I also like that Claytronics pointed out that there have been other Star Wars references in um, Lost. There certainly have uh, Sawyer calling Jin Chewbacca. That was back in the, at the end of season one. That was one of my favorite lines ever. <laughs> yes, I know who Chewbacca is. Oh, that's good. That's good. Actually, there's been a surprising amount of talk about Star Wars still. I mean, it's days later and we we're still arguing about Ewoks yesterday on Twitter. I mean, the Star Wars references just go on and on. Um, One more thing that Claytronics had to say is, I think that somehow the Egyptian mythology about death and the afterlife will come to play in later events. Maybe it will provide us insight into John's rebirth. And I absolutely loved that part because, I mean, I heard that the producers said that the hieroglyphs on the countdown clock were supposed to mean, like, underworld. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when Ben goes into the temple and meets Smokey, he's underground. Right. So... The swan itself is underground. Yeah. So Buried people, dead people are supposed to be underground. They're not always on the island, but they're supposed to be. Yeah, I would really like to see that come to play somehow. Hmm. I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, and to go along with that, um, your husband commented on the blog. Very exciting. Yep, his first time commenting in a podcast. I'm so proud. Yay! Go Colin. All right, this comment's from Colin, and he has something to say also about Locke being reborn, basically, and he makes a comparison to Lord of the Rings, which is just great. So, um, do you want to read this, since it's your husband? Sure. Okay. Um, he says, while listening to the discussion of Locke and his newfound knowledge or confidence, I was reminded of Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings. Gandalf begins the story as Gandalf the Grey. He is undoubtedly a powerful and knowledgeable wizard, but one who is surpassed by his enemies, as it is proven by his defeat at the hands of Saruman the White. Technically, Saruman of many colors at that point, I guess. Near the end of Fellowship, Gandalf falls into a pit in Moria while fighting a Balrog and is presumed to be dead. In The Two Towers, Gandalf appears to three of the adventurers, much the same but certainly different. He is now Gandalf the White and is imbued with much greater power and knowledge. And he says, Darkness took me and I strayed out of thought and time, and I wandered far on the roads that I will not tell. I was sent back for a brief time until my task is done. 
And um, he was saying that this sounded to him a lot like whenever Locke told Sun that he's exactly, you know, that he was exactly the same as he always been, but you mm-hmm. could tell that that obviously wasn't the truth. Yeah, there's something different about him. Like, his personality's still there. Yeah. But there's something new, like, something more about him. I thought that um, Colin's thoughts were great, that he he has come back, Locke, that is. He's come back, and he's different. But he's different in that he's prepared to do something. Like, right. he doesn't remember the time when he was gone, as opposed to Gandalf um, seems to remember some things and doesn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It must have been maybe pretty terrible, but... Um, Locke just has this new knowledge and we're saying, okay, how does he know these things? How does he know he needs to go to the temple with Ben? How is he going to help Sun figure out how to get back to wherever Jin is? And so, um, he, he just had to get that knowledge somewhere. Um, it kind of made me think that he was prepared for a mission. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like there was a plan and he was now completely clued into what the plan is. Yeah. And to go on the Gandalf thing again, at the end of Lord of the Rings, um, I was just looking in the book, and Gandalf, Frodo, and Bilbo all get on a boat, and they sail across the sea. And that's sort of symbolic, like, they're leaving Middle-earth, they're not coming back. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe John Locke has a task, he has some things he's supposed to do, he's supposed to help some people along, like Gandalf helped guide the hobbits and some of the others in Middle-earth with this final, like, big battle that's taking place, and the most important task, destroying the ring. Um, but maybe Locke's gonna come back, and he's going to take care of his mission, and then he's going to leave. Which would make sense. I mean, you don't want somebody like that. I mean, they're not going to want to hang around indefinitely. If that he would is... be neat if it ended with him just kind of sailing off into the sunset like that. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It really would. Sailing, or even staying on the island, but kind of morphing into the island, or just like going to live in the cabin, mm-hmm. and then the cabin disappears or something, and you know, okay, he's whatever Christian Shepherd is, that's what he is now. And that's where he is absolutely supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I like that for, like, a final ending scene. Yeah. It'd be kind of sad, but <laughs> I, th- I think it'd be very fitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to some comments from DJ Chow. He was talking about the Comic-Con video and um, the Comic-Con 2008 video, which is the um, message to the people in the future from Pierre Chang. And he says maybe the message was directed to people of Dharma, or maybe the Hanso Foundation, whoever it is that's left in the future. And because of this message, they're grouping together to not only get Dharma back up and rolling again, but also to get revenge on the others of the island and truly take ownership of it. What do you think? I think that, I mean, obviously we can't know, but it kind of does sound like all signs are pointing towards the Dharma initiative reconstituting itself. Yeah, now the, the thing I thought was interesting about what DJ Chow said was the word revenge. To get yeah. revenge on the people of the island? Revenge for what, you know? I don't know. Maybe maybe revenge for the incident somehow. The incident or the purge or... Yeah. Just the whole ownership thing? I mean, you think of Widmore and what a sense of ownership he feels for the island. I mean, a lot of people have this sense of ownership. Like, right. this is mine. This is my island. I want to keep it to myself. Or to my people, we're going to keep it private. And probably just revenge for them not having control of the island all that time that Ben did, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because that's all those years that they couldn't use it to do their own research. And for separating the families, like having the wives and children sent off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's a lot to, to really make the Dharma Initiative mad and to make them hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have some other thoughts on Dharma and um, Ellie. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Ray is responding to G DJ Chow and says, I suppose it's possible Ellie is now part of Dharma, but why would she? I am beginning to think her story is key to understanding what's going on. What happened between the time she was a hostile and somehow equal to Widmore on the island and Ben's becoming the leader? What about after? Why did she help Ben as they surely knew each other? Those are great questions, I think. Especially the why would Ellie seem to become a part of Dharma? Is she really a part of Dharma now? Did she... Did she betray Widmore at some point and become part of Dharma? Did she say, you know what, I see those Dharma Initiative people, they're working, they're doing research, that's what I want to do, and I'm stuck here living in a tent. See, I, I was almost kind of wondering, maybe she was one of the very first Dharma people, they sent her to the island to kind of scout it out, and then she posed as an other the whole time, and then went back to being Dharma. In the 50s? Yeah. Do you think the Dharma Initiative was around in the 50s? Because they were constituted or whatever in the, in 70, 1970? Well, I mean, maybe she could maybe she could somehow know the DeGroots, and they kind of sent her as maybe someone to test it out. Mm. I was wondering if maybe she was with the military, because it seemed like the British military or American military. Which one was it? Well, I would say British military for her. Yeah, it's Because, like... yeah, she was saying, why would the American military have a British woman, an American guy, and a... Chinese looking guy remember oh yeah yeah so just I just got the impression that like she was with the military but maybe not yeah I mean not necessarily because it didn't look like there was a whole bunch of military there really and she was already on the hostile side at that point mm -hmm. so maybe she left the island at some point and met the DeGroots mm -hmm. and said hey there's this great island and it does these crazy things and maybe she doesn't know that much about it at that point and they say, hmm, that sounds like something we've been researching with these spots around the world. That would be neat. Yeah, maybe she leads them to the island. Maybe that's why she and Widmore don't talk anymore, because he feels like she betrayed him as well. And if she originally led them to the island, and now she's working at the lamppost to help get them back to the island. Kind of like coming full circle for her. Yeah. I wonder what she really does all the time at the lamppost, though, because she doesn't have to help guide the submarines back, or, like, she doesn't seem to help guide people back every time someone like Tom Friendly left the island. I don't know. Because Ben didn't seem to really be that doesn't have that seem, sort of relationship with her. Doesn't seem like the lamppost is a full-time gig. No. Hence the church on top. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then DJ Chow responded to Ray on the blog and he said, I suppose like Widmore, Ellie went off island a lot. And maybe like Widmore, she fell in love with an outsider. Maybe someone from Dharma and decided to work with them. Maybe we will find out that the monk we saw with her in the picture who met Desmond at the monastery, is Daniel's father, and maybe he was with Dharma before he became a monk. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't know really anything about monks and monasteries and such, but if you potentially might have had a child with, you know, with someone, could you just leave them and go off and be a monk? Would they let you? I don't know. I, I would think that they would... It doesn't seem like it, because that would be kind of against the whole family values thing. Yeah. Like abandoning your kid. I don't know. Maybe they just want you to be able to start over. I mean, that does seem wrong, but Desmond was like, what was he laying in the street? He was mm -hmm. drunk and they picked him up and said, come with us. And, and he, they didn't really ask questions. It seemed they just yeah. said, come with us. You'll start a new life here in the monastery. Yeah. He said, okay. It's certainly an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We only have so many people that we can 
that we know of that we can work with, you know, yeah. trying to figure out who's whose parents and... At least as of right <laughs> now, I still want to find out who Charlotte's parents are. Yeah. I still, I'm holding out hope for it to be Annie, but I don't think it's going to be now, especially since the whole reveal that Charlotte was supposed to be born in 70 right. and not 79. Yeah. It, it ruins my, like, year-old theory, <laughs> but I was really holding on to that one. Mm. I'm still trying to find some way for Annie to be as important as they said she's going to be. Mm. I wonder if Hawking is her mom and she's Daniel's sister. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh-huh, and maybe, because they said she was so important, maybe she is going to be a big part of next season. Now, she would be quite a bit older than Daniel, right? Yeah, because she would be um, right around the same age as Ben. Yeah, so at least 10 years older. Mm -hmm. um, they could be step or half-siblings. Yeah. Which would make a lot of sense. You know, if, like, someone had suggested if Ellie um, had a relationship on the island and then she had a different relationship off the island. Uh-huh. You know, Faraday could be a result of the off-island relationship. That'd be interesting. And it would also make sense for all the different last names that everybody has. Yeah. Um, unless sure. they just change their names for leaving and wanting to be safe. For sport. Yeah. Um, so Anthony wrote on the blog that he thinks Miss Hawking is the instigator of the new group of the Dharma Initiative, of the Dharma Initiative being reborn, and he also thinks that there's a war coming and that Locke will lead the fight for the island, and strangely enough, so will Jack. I believe the purge will happen again, and the battle of faith against science will end the same with another purge. I really like that idea. Because, I mean, for one, we know there is a war coming. Right. But we don't know necessarily what the war is about per se. Maybe it really is faith versus science, which would be pretty awesome. Yeah, um, Chris commented on the blog about this too, and he says he agrees with Anthony. I think the new group is the reborn Dharma, being helped by Miss Hawking. Um, and he likes the idea about the war between faith and science. How this breaks down the characters... Um, that we know will be interesting. And that got me thinking, and I tried to make a little chart, um, and it didn't work very well because it's hard to divide the characters that we know into the two categories of faith and science. Mm -hmm. um, because you've got Locke, who obviously falls into the category of faith. Right. You've got Jack, who now is is pretty clearly in the category of faith. But then everyone else, they're kind of hard to categorize. I um, think that Hurley would be on the faith side just because of maybe almost his superstitions kind of like about the numbers, and how he kind of seemed, he feels like everything is his fault, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I can sort of see that, um, but it, it is definitely, like you said, the superstitious yeah. sort of faith. It's not exactly faith in the island, but I bet he would become a believer really quickly, and I don't know if that counts for anything with the island. Um, he is the one who could find the cabin again, mm -hmm. which is pretty significant. I mean, if Ben can't even find it, and Locke's sort of like, well, I'm following him, Yeah. then I think that's important. Um, in the category of science, I thought Saeed, most likely, I mean, he relies on things he can see, yeah. things he can touch, guns, mostly. Yeah. Um, so I thought he definitely would be science, and Sun probably would, too. Um, she's she's turning into more like Saeed, you know, with her guns and, mm -hmm. and uh, just believing that the scientific way is, like, the way it'll all work out. She doesn't really seem to have any sort of faith or superstition, really. Yeah, she doesn't seem too too strong-willed on either one of them, really. At least not that we know of. Yeah. I was thinking Sawyer would fit in the science category, too, because he is the thinking sort of person. Like, he wants to think things out. Yeah. He's not going to react on feeling, which is what a lot of people have been saying about Jack and Locke. 
um, and especially kind of been complaining about that with Locke and the way that he just responds with emotions and isn't a good leader because of that. And plus, I think Sawyer would still kind of naturally stay on the opposite side as Jack. Yeah, yeah. They are sort of pitted against each other. And then Juliet, being a doctor, I think she sort of fits in the science. Yeah. Too. And if it actually did come down to a war drawn on these lines, Sawyer and Juliet, I think, would stick together. But, I mean, since Juliet has been an other before, I wonder if that would bring up any, like, conflicts within her... Oh, that's true, because you she know? knows what the island can do. She's the one that yeah. told them to take Ben to the others in the first place to get him healed. So I think that logically she would be on the science side, but emotionally it might be a little bit more of a toss-up. Yeah, that's true. What do you think about Miles? Man, I don't know. I I almost want to say science for him, just because... I don't know, he doesn't seem like a, a faith kind of guy mm-hmm. to me. I mean, yeah, he can understand what dead people are saying, but I don't know. I My gut instinct says he would probably go science. Mm-hmm. And Faraday? Science. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with Faraday because he, he could sort of go either way because he does seem to understand what the island is really there for. Yeah. And what it can really do. But he does also rely on science. But then he also acknowledges, like when he said, um, well, this is where we leave science behind, he sees that there's something more going on here. There's something he can't explain with mm-hmm. science that's going on. I think Jin would stay with Sun. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. And um, if this war takes place, it made me wonder what would the island be able to do to defend itself, you know? Like, what could the island do actively, or can it do anything actively? I mean, Smoky. Jacob. Yeah. That seems to be sort of limited, though. You know, you come near a Cerberus vent and they'll yeah. come out, but... It's kind of like Jacob. How much can he actually do for himself? And, yeah. And I kind of tend to think of Jacob and the island as being very similar, if not one and the same. So how helpless are they really? And who is actually going to be fighting the war? Yeah. And how is it going to be fought? Um, but let's move on to some other email comments. Just a couple email comments. Um, Andrew sent in a comment and he said, The incident is Miles changing his own diaper. <laughs> Seriously, as a result of Hurley's advice, Miles develops a relationship with his father, comes into contact with his three-month-old self, and kaboom. What do you think about that? I don't know. I don't know. That that almost seems like too easy of an answer. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen, but I hope kind of that the incident is something bigger than that. Yeah, it seems very mundane. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be an incident, maybe not the incident, but it could yeah. be an incident. And I can really, you can also almost picture it happening, you know? There's some emergency, and somebody needs to go take care of something, so they just pick up baby Miles and say, here, hold him. And you don't really have a choice. You're not just going to drop three-month-old baby, you know? You're going to hold him. And so um, you can just see, like, the sky starts to turn purple, and the whole island starts to shake, and they're like, what's going on? He sets down the baby, and it stops. (laughs) It could be uh, Then he goes to touch him, and it starts to shake again. (laughs) Yeah. It would be an interesting situation. Um, Andrew also sent in some thoughts, interestingly, comparing some things from Lost to Lord of the Rings. So our second Lord of the Rings comparison. Yeah. Um, He says, um, My general thoughts on Ben. Ben equals Gollum. He is the deceitful murderer who always manages to make himself valuable. Just like Gollum leads Frodo and Sam into Mordor, Ben is always leading out Losties. And in the end, he will be the author of his own demise. He will ultimately get what he wants, but at the cost of his own life. Yeah, that's a great, just the character comparison, Ben and Gollum. I mean, 
I tend to like Ben a little more than I liked Gollum in Lord of the Rings. You know who Gollum is, right? Yeah, he's the creepy CGI guy with the scary eyes, and Ben has scary eyes. (laughs) Ooh, they even look alike. (laughs) I know, right? Huh. And one more thought from Andrew is, I just had a thought as to why Juliet sent 12-year-old Ben to Richard to save his life. What was it that Ben was holding over her head to keep her on the island in the future? Her sister's health? If Ben dies, then so does her sister. Ooh, that is a really good thought. Yeah, I really, really like that. Now, that's also assuming that Juliet doesn't think that the past can change because she already knows that Ben saves her sister mm-hmm. in the future. But That whole thing I just thought was really shady, though. How could he do that? Like, how could Jacob do that and have the power yeah. to do that if Jacob can't even help himself and has to ask Locke? Well, but maybe he knows what medicine to give her, and Ben's the one indirectly providing the medicine, so if he stops the medicine, then she might die. Maybe, but it seems shady to me. Yeah, it seems a little iffy. Very shady. All right, one more email um, from Coke Logic. He says, I just had a thought. Bram and Alana are working for Penny and Desmond. If you factor in the Comic-Con video as canon to the show, Chang and Faraday were sending a message into the future asking for help to change the past. I think they were sending that message to Desmond, Faraday's constant, and a unique person. So, Bram didn't get on the freighter, like Michael, to get to the island because Faraday knows that the boat blows up, plus it was Hollywood Moore's team, and he waits for the safe route to the island in 2007 on Ajira. Now, the thing that um, I wonder about that, though, is... Faraday wouldn't have known about Flight 316, right? Yeah, I don't so think so. So he wouldn't so. have known to tell him to wait. But other than that, it's an interesting theory that Penny and Desmond are the ones who have hired this team. Yeah, because they would definitely want to get rid of Ben. Well, that's the thing, though. This team doesn't seem to want to get rid of Ben. They let him run all over the island and well, do whatever yeah. he wants. I mean, they're they, which is interesting. Like, why don't they recognize him? Because you would think that anyone concerned with the island would know who Ben is, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's been the island for we don't know how many years, but maybe 20, maybe since Widmore yeah. hasn't been the leader. So why don't they know about him? I mean, the team from the freighter had a picture. They said, do you know this man? This is who we're here for. This is Benjamin Linus. Why don't these people know? Why doesn't Ilana know? Why doesn't Bram know who this guy is? Maybe they know Ben sense. as one of his pseudonyms since he has so many different passports. Maybe they only know him as, like, Dean Moriarty or but something. But they would have seen this picture, right? Maybe. I would think they would have seen his picture. They would have recognized him on the plane with them, like, oh, this is this guy, unless they are working for him, and he says, act like you don't know me. Yeah. But if they're working for a third party, I mean, if this is the Dharma Initiative coming back, it would kind of make sense, mm-hmm. because they've been gone for so long, they wouldn't know who the leader is. Yeah. They hadn't seen Ben since he was quite a bit younger, and this whole generation of um, this team from the plane, they are younger. Elana mm-hmm. and Bram are definitely younger. So um, maybe they just don't know. They've just been out of the loop so long that they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Now, we have to head out really quick. We're going to see Oklahoma tonight. Woo! Um, but real quick before we go, you watched the clip show last night. Any comments? Um, I was hoping for something a little bit more interesting. At first, I thought it was going to be the same thing that was the special feature on the Season 4 DVDs. But then they went into Season 5 stuff, so that kind of brought it up a little bit. Hmm. But I was kind of hoping for, you know... Miles and Hurley do a sarcastic commenting of season five. <laughs> I think a lot of people wanted that. <laughs> um, but one thing that they said on there was that Widmore is the one that planted the plane wreckage. Mm-hmm. And now we know that the pop-up video lost isn't canon. Right. So what do you think about this? 
Yeah, I wouldn't know if we could actually trust it or not. I still don't trust it. If it was just put together it. by ABC people, I'd say no. Yeah, I don't no. trust it still. Yeah. It's too bad. We can't trust... <laughs> can't trust things that are officially affiliated with the TV show. It's kind of funny. Um, well, that's all we have for right now. Hope this uh, helps you guys get through the next week until the next episode of Lost. So we'll uh, look forward to... Oh, we did have an announcement. That's yeah. right. About the Ramble Oncast tomorrow night. Thanks for reminding me, Denise. Um, that is... Friday, April 24th, 8 o'clock p.m. You can find Eastern. that... Eastern time. That's right, Eastern time. And that is on the Lost Revisited Now talk shoe page. If you don't know how to get there, you can go to our blog, annainindiana.wordpress.com, and look under the list of Lost Podcasts on the right-hand side. There's a link to it. It'll take you straight to their page. Um, it's going to be a fun time. Anyone is welcome to call in and be in the chat and just hang out. We're going to talk about Lost for hours probably so um i'm definitely planning to be there and uh denise as well yep. so we are really looking forward to that heath and miss wendy are great and they're going to host that and uh, they always do a great job and just provide a place where we can all go and talk about lost uh, yeah and if you don't feel like calling in you can always hang out in the chat room too exactly which is a lot of fun yeah definitely i mean people on the phone are still reading the chat and we'll we'll call out your theories if you uh yeah definitely write theories in the chat so anna will respond if you say bacon Yes, <laughs> that will distract me from the phone conversation if you bring up bacon. That has happened before. <laughs> I do love bacon. <laughs> um, all right, so that's all for now. So we'll see you guys next week. Yep, see ya. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.